as a Sunday activity. So, so like you're like nine, nine ten. You're not a balance of checkbook. Nine and nine and ten years old. Yeah. So she would have us Nigga, go through what? and look at her receipts and match it to her bank statements and highlight them. Wow. So this was like Sunday home activity. Yeah, this is bonding time <laughs> for the family. Uh, loved marriage right, school. Let's do taxes. <laughs> let's do it. Those were definitely the vibes. <laughs> and then when I got into high school, I, I loved math. And since my dad was an accountant, he went to Howard, studied accounting. Oh. Then when it was time for me to go to school, I wanted to do finance, I thought, or some side, some sort of business. And Got into Howard, was a finance major, but then Howard had an accounting program where if you did four years of accounting, you could also do a fifth year and get your MBA as well. So my mom was like, oh, yeah, you need to just be an accounting major. And so that's how I got into the accounting field. What at Howard, like, was the hardest part or course or thing? Because I think it's, I think like uh, we don't talk much about how people actually get into it. Like people just accounts is like, what do you remember being like the hard part about that whole college experience? The classes were hard. I was in honors. I went to a really good high school. Shout out to McNamara. Shout out Bishop, Mac- <laughs> Shout Bishop, out Bishop, Bishop McNamara. Good heights. Good heights. Uh, when I got to Howard, I think the hardest part was balancing a social life with the coursework. Mm. And a lot of times, people I knew were going out every night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 8 a.m. classes. I have all this homework. I had instilled a discipline that I didn't even know I had where I had to get my work done. So the hardest part was probably trying to balance that out, but my high school did prepare me for it. So I didn't feel like I was behind, but it was just a matter of having the discipline to not go out and actually go to class. You're a better young person than most. (laughs) So how does a young person have such discipline? Is that because of the Sunday night, Sunday activities? Yeah, I just remember growing up and it was like Sundays were homework days. I never, if somebody was like, oh, it's a move on Sunday. I didn't do Sunday fun day until I got out of college because I always thought Sunday is homework day and you don't go out on Sundays because Monday is when you have to go to school. I was doing college all wrong. (laughs) So your week started on Sunday. My week started on Sunday. Always wanted to make sure I had my homework done. So kind of nerdy. I admit I was a nerd in college. Yeah, so it's not weird. It's just something I accept now. Why didn't you accept it before? Because I thought it was lame. Uh, Just kind of... Thinking about like, dang, everybody is popping and lit and going to parties all the time. I'm not really known, and but then it's just like I'm just about my books. So then it kind of ended up working out. Well, but look at that, people. She done glowed <laughs> up on your dumbass. Got two all types of letters behind her name. She said all two yeah. Was there a turning point where you realized like, oh, this is who I am? Like in college? Mm, yeah. And you were around for that freshman year where I had the, uh, I had a falling out mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. because they were like, why aren't you coming out with us all the time? You're fake, you're flaky. And I was like, y'all, I got meetings, I got homework. I got shit to do. I got shit to do. Not that nobody else has shit to do. I was like, I'm really serious about this shit I have to do. And so there ended up being a huge falling out about that. And you remember mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I lost friends yeah, my yeah, freshman yeah, year of yeah. college because I was 
always going to, well, not always going to class, but always had something going on. They're like, we oh, suffered from that. Oh, oh wait, well, tell me about your experience. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you are, you're older than us, so let's put this in context. Oh, you make it sound like I'm, like, 40. <laughs> she said, <laughs> know how old we are. Yeah. But you are a happy belated rapper. Oh, she is. Thank you. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. Talk to her. Talk, talk to her. <laughs> but, so you, when you were freshman year, we were still in high school, so it was like, shout out to my homegirl who's in college. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going, so I remember being on Georgia Avenue a few times like For and sure. you were like yo I'm about to leave my night's over like damn dream in, like in the Suzuki yeah I'm like you know like damn like you she's like yeah I'm going home like so you know we out here fending for ourselves. I probably shouldn't have been out there, but that was neither here nor there. We did a good thing. job. We did a good job, Jen. We did all right. We did all right. Because you know me, you know my back. My parents yeah. were so strict, so I wasn't going out for real in high school. So it's not like I felt like I was missing out. My mom always told me there's always going to be another party. So kind of going into college. So you've never suffered from FOMO, which has probably helped you with the discipline. Probably so. It's like, oh, okay, there's this white party this year. There's going to be another white party next year. Probably going to be another white party next next week, but sure. whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm missing this. Yeah, so it's just like, I'm not going to miss a move. It's going to be another move with the same people. So I never really felt like I was left out. Mm-hmm. You talk about how McNamara prepared you for Howard. How did Howard prepare you for that first step into the real world, that first job? Howard was the GOAT. So let me kind of break it down to y'all how they operate their school of business. Because it is some elite shit. Let's, let's hear it. Been, hey, that's an H-U. You know, y'all don't be getting good promo, but it's good, pro, it's good pub right okay, here, buddy. No, I've, been, I've been told that that's one of the better schools at Howard. She better break it down for All right, let me be transparent, too, where I didn't realize that Howard was such a good school. Mm. When I got accepted to it, I wanted to go to Hampton. I didn't want to go to Howard at all. You want to go to the other age? I years? thought Hampton was better, which is... Ew, yuck. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I have no dog in this fight, so ain't you. Remember, I did not do any of this. <laughs> no, I'm just sizing That's him. him. I'm just sizing That's him. him. Yeah. I ain't go to college. So if you older than me, you an idiot. <laughs> Transparency. Y'all, y'all are silly. Okay, so I didn't even want to go to Howard. I wanted to go to Hampton or Maryland. Howard wasn't even on the radar. Once I... It's, it's wild. I was just like, oh, HBCUs. My parents both went to HBCUs. They weren't pressed for me to go to one. But... Okay, so this sounds silly now, but I had a, a full scholarship to Howard, and I still didn't want to go. I wanted to go to Maryland and take out loans. <laughs> then my parents got me together. Smith is a good school, though. Yeah, yeah, Smith is. I mean, Maryland's a fun time too. Shout out to Smith School. Shout out to Max. Shout out to Smith School. A lot of good graduates from there. The I mean, top tier, top tier business school. But when I went to, so anyway, decided to go to Howard just on a whim. I kept pushing back against it. And then one day I was like, fine, I'll go to Howard. My mom was like, okay, cool. You know, your application's right here. We'll just mail it today. <laughs> she had that thing locked and loaded. Yeah, yeah. Or, or your acceptance or whatever, mm-hmm. your registration, whatever you had to do to say that you were going to go. So once I got there, they have this thing called the 21st Cat Program, and they have corporate sponsors. Me coming from high school, I did not know what this meant. I'm like, what is a corporate sponsor? My corporate sponsor was PwC. Now I know wow. one of the top accounting firms, one of the big four. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, PwC, never heard of them. Can you but, break down the big four? Oh, yes, big four. There are four top four accounting firms in the United States, and it's KPMG, PwC, Deloitte, and PwC. Wait. PwC, KPMG, Deloitte, Deloitte, and Ernst & Young, EY. Okay. 
for, so basically, if you are an accounting major or CPA or sometimes even in consulting, these are the top companies that you want to go to in order to just get your foot in the door. And the way it works is you start off as a staff. And it's kind of like if people know more about big law, it's like you start off at the staff level, then you get to the senior level, manager, and then senior manager, and then you become a partner, and you're just set for life because you're just making stupid money. Um, you, you buy in when you become a partner? Yeah, so you have to buy in when you okay. become a partner. The trade-off, so because of the name. Like in law firms, you got to buy in the shit. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Okay. Um, because of the name and people wanting to work there, they don't pay you as much as you would think. Mm. And then you work crazy hours. Just for transparency, I worked at Deloitte, and I was working about like 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm during tax season I was just like this is hell and I don't want to do this anymore but and then my salary then was not really that high so it's like when you add up all the time you spend there versus how much you're making out you're like all right this is I'm really working for pennies mm-hmm. essentially and y'all do math so and then we do yeah and then we yeah so they know they know no, they have, sure. you know how much you make in it HBCU. I went to Temple University, and I think that's a very interesting point you brought up. Um, not in the same industry in com- communications or media, but I think that idea of standing out in the general population versus being a niche place where somebody's coming for something very specific is important. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And I, I. I think sometimes black people don't want to hear that because they maybe feel like. I don't know, and inferior, what that means. But I think it's a very true conversation. Sometimes you go into white spaces, now you're not just competing, you're competing, your blackness competing with the general whiteness Mm -hmm. and all what all that brings. And I don't want to say that you're just competing with somebody off of better grades, but you're going to University of Maryland, Smith School of Business, your white classmate, their dad is the CEO of something, so it's nepotism on top of it. Whereas they're like, okay, or they're standardized tests and GPAs. Like everything that goes into it's like, you might have a 3.5, they have a 4.0. It doesn't mean that you're less smart than them. It just means that they know how to game the system in college a little bit better. Maybe because it's like, oh, are they going to office hours? That's something Mm -hmm. I learned in college. Wow, my D got turned into an A because I was going to office hours every week and they were like, well, she tried. (laughs) See, and I think like that. That whole aspect of schooling, I think we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Once we get to college, we're like, oh, we're all adults now. But mm-hmm. it's not. But you're right. I think there's a very there's academia has a very mm-hmm. nuanced way it works. Yeah, and then Howard having black professors, letters of recommendation were just 
easier, I would assume, because I didn't go to a PWI, yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't really know what it was like in that environment. But as an accounting major, by the time I was a senior, I'm in class with 30 uh, accounting majors in my class. So if I needed a letter of recommendation, my professor knows who I am, and they can write me one, or I'll write them one, and they'll sign off on it because they're like, yeah, she's cool. She, you know, I don't mm. mind. Um, so she passes. Yeah, so those kind of differences, but PwC, just imagine walking in as a freshman and then you have recruiters and partners come to these networking events because they they have relationships with the dean, just being able to build that bond and they're like, hey, applications open for our summer internship. Make sure everybody on the team apply. It's actually all homework. You may need to make sure you apply. Mm. And then we're having meetings in the evenings with the corporate sponsor and they're coaching us on how to interview. It was just like, they're taking us through the process. The college is a weird place because while you're saying like, do this, it's also, you have to do it. Yeah. There has to be a one to. Uh, we've talked about your discipline is different mm-hmm. from other people, but, <laughs> but just like what about doing it? Like, What's your motivation to want to do it? I wasn't motivated. Ooh. I don't I wouldn't say that. I was kind of going through the motions. Interesting. Yeah. I just felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, so then I do it. When I was a senior, um You were okay, really a nerd. Listen, this is what I mean. I, I didn't hey, I'm just being honest. Yeah. But I wanted to do the same shit though. That's a good. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know this is what I was supposed to be doing. So I was in the honors program. Jeez, the honors somebody, program. I might not be paying for somebody to pay for this <laughs> motherfucker. So I got my will do this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, we had corporate sponsors for the honors program too. Same situation. We were going to banks and we would spend our um, winter breaks. In our spring breaks, going to New York to visit companies like UBS and Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan mm. and Walter Cage, which is like Time Warner, I think. Mm. But anyway, we were just going on these visits, and we had to do case studies and submit ourselves for job re- referral, or we had to submit ourselves for job postings. I didn't realize by the time I went to school, it's like everybody I knew in my class had internships. So I'm after my freshman, well, actually, after my freshman year, the elite people had internships, and I was like, "Dang, people have internships after mm. freshman year. That's crazy!" And I'm working at this random job I have, and so then after sophomore year, I love how professional she is. Just random other jobs. Just this random, just this random other job I have. Yeah, you know. I'm learning things. I'm learning things, people. It's like, um, so we get into it. Uh, sophomore year. All right, I got an internship with PwC from the relationship I had mm. a year before. So then I worked at PwC for the summer. Still a little rough around the edges. I didn't know how the corporate scene worked. Did not get an offer to come back the next summer. I was devastated. I'm talking cried in my room for a week. Like, oh my gosh, they rejected me. They didn't want me. I'm not smart enough. They said they didn't think I was a good fit for the firm. I was devastated. So then I got back to school. I was like, y- y'all don't reject me. You don't know what you're doing. So then I just went hard. Like, oh, Deloitte's coming to my school. So I started going to networking events and meeting recruiters with Deloitte and talking to people and emailing them and going to their stuff. And so I got an internship with Deloitte. And then I took all the stuff I learned from the summer before. Like, what did I do that may have been a problem? Mm. But I also had parents who worked in corporate America who could have, like my dad, he's like, this is what you don't do at work. And so I'm like, all right, taking this with me. You couldn't tell me I wasn't going to take that internship and not turn it into another internship or Mm. a job, right? And so since I was going to grad school after my senior year, I just kind of 
knew I wanted another internship because that's the way the accounting space worked. It's like after your senior year, you get an internship and then you go back to grad school, then get a full-time job. Mm. And so once I went back, I got an offer for another internship and then I asked for them to send me to Atlanta and they were like, sure, let's go ahead and do that. And then I went back to grad school and then went full-time to Atlanta. So with Deloitte. I love you. You're actually great at communications as well. Let's just finesse the shit out of the system. Can we, can we get a hand? Oh, when they said... <laughs>
brother also went to Howard, and he just, like, threw me the lob, like, hey, y'all, my sister's moving to Atlanta, which is actually a funny story because I'm a couple years older than him, but he was more popular than me. So, <laughs> so I had been at Howard for already two years, and then people were like, oh, you're Ron's sister. And I'm like, whoa, I've already been here, but that just kind of tells a story about me being a bookworm and no one knowing me. So then when I got to Atlanta, they were like, oh, you're Ron's sister. Yeah, we'll fuck with you or whatever. They invited me to this pool party. First of all, it's just like hella heads at the party. I'm just like, this is kind of crazy because we don't really have pool parties like mm-hmm. that. You, you try to have one maybe at a new apartment complex in D.C. The white people are shutting it down as soon as one person walks in like, it's a black person who I don't know at the pool. Like, all right, we got to call the police. Atlanta is not like that. It's just, it was just a situation. So my whole first few years in Atlanta was just party Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, just nonstop parties. Sometimes you can go to a party on a Wednesday, Tuesday. It was just like every Best single day. Atlanta. I'm going go, let's go year 2014. Best Atlanta spot. 2004. L Bar. 2015. Oh, 2015. L Bar. <laughs> 2016. Uh shit. I think I stopped going out then. So maybe okay. L Bar was if you just wanted to go to a little hole in the wall bar where they had somebody. cheap drinks it was underneath this little taco spot it was like a college house party it was just a lit time but then i started going to hookah bars i wasn't really a club type of person so i'm not going to compound every we weekend yeah i'm not a club person yeah, it's just a <laughs> to be fair though when i came in 18 she took me to compound no 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 we me and p went to compound on we our own 11 there we go 11:45. me and p went to compound yeah. on our own yeah. You were supposed to come, but you were like, I don't know why you don't. What year was that? 2017. 2017, right? And, and then we came this next year after, 18. Y'all came 18 too? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fuzzy. Yeah. Which, um, so 2018 was the one where yeah. we had the incident? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so 2017 was the year I had done my little... Um, sabbatical and shit. Yeah, we had. Yeah, yeah you didn't yeah. like go out and shit. So we were, yeah. we were, yeah. we were frogging in the city on our own type shit. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Yeah. Did you go Yeah. Oh man, but damn. Oh, Not because y'all just is that when y'all had the little crash jump? Or 2018, y'all had the little crash jump. I can't remember. Okay, so we're talking about that. We're talking about that. No, 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 no. We're talking about that. So 2017. Where's the best place in Atlanta for you? 2017.
Yeah. It my, turned out great, so how can you be mad? Yeah. That's true, but a lot of people don't have that mindset. A lot of people are like, well, I was, she's like, well, you know, I was her puppet, but like, hey, the end goal is, you know, like, yeah. Hey. A lot of people don't have that mindset. A lot of people be like, so I'm thinking the positives, fuck the negatives. My mom changed my life, kind of, because I was supposed to start in Love October that. with the start class of everybody. Ooh. And they said, they sent an email, and they're like, hey, can anyone start in July. And my mom was like, of course you can, you know, move out of my house, please. Like, you don't mean you're about to stay here for a whole summer and do nothing and just party. Because we were partying that summer. Uh, yeah. Good ass summer. Great time. We had times. a really great time. Mm-hmm. Margaritas were in full swing. I didn't know when I was there. Yo, I remember you did leave, like, in mid-July. We were like, damn, Dre just got up out of here. I got shipped off. <laughs> And randomly, that was like still like the same somebody who was coming back to PG. Cause mm-hmm. after that, I, I didn't come back to PG yeah. like for like a few summers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that, yeah, kind of shit. Um, school, well, yeah, then yeah. I stayed in Philly and then yeah, that's yeah, wild. So I mean, so that coincides with what I just said about I moved fourth of July. Mm. Then my mom was like, "Oh, you got to get out of here." Jeez. I got on this I don't huge. Remember, I think we that. Yeah. Right before you left. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. you threw a little function. I yeah. had a function at the cloister. Shout yeah. out Michigan Ave. Mm-hmm. That was a really great spot. It was. I like yeah. that spot. Yeah. Um, when I got to Atlanta, because I was the only one starting, nobody else wanted to start in July. Everybody yeah. was trying to take their CPA exam. So they were like, I need the whole summer to take my CPA. And my mom was like, girl, you need to go. And so when I got down there, I got on this. This girl was leaving this huge engagement. Like, you think about Fortune, 100 companies, whatever. This one is in the top 10, like one of the mm. most top 10 companies in the United States. And the girl was leaving, and they were like, oh, shoot, we need a replacement. And then I had started, so they were like, all right, you know, just throw her on there. So I started there in July of 2014. By the time I left, I was leading the engagement. So it was just like a really great learning experience for me. To- Shout out to mom. <laughs>
um, as a black woman, and, and I, I, I applaud people that know how to code switch, but go ahead. But also, I switched offices. I was in the McLean, Virginia office, GC mm. is so diverse, and then I went to Atlanta, where mm. it's just like, um, I don't want to speak for my specific company, but Atlanta's... Um, Atlanta is known as like the hip hop mecca, et cetera. But when you get down there into Black a Hollywood space, it is, oh, these people's, I don't want to speak for everybody, but it's just like, you know, that like the governor was a descendant of this slave owner. Like mm. you pretty much know, like slave owners and racism and microaggression. So it was tough. Um, I didn't really have a close relationship with a lot of people at work, but then there were some people who were accepting of me and I felt like, but those were people like, for example, I had a manager who was Jewish. So it's like, okay, he gets it because he's, he's been through oppression. Yeah, they've been through their own thing yeah, or yeah. another one who was Mormon. So it's like, they get it too. So it's just like, the one. There are unique groups within the mm-hmm. framework of what's going on. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, that, that's, I, I'm glad you brought that up because so again, people, shit is very interesting, but I will leave that for No, but people topic. talk about Atlanta, like you said, like black excellence, and that's what they go to. They go to just, but there's a, it's still Georgia. Yeah. It, it just, it just turned blue. Mm-hmm. Like literally just, like we were. And that was because of Atlanta. Of a Jewish and a black, like we, yeah. we're, we mm-hmm. were applauding that heavily. So I think that's interesting because you were there six years before that. So you're there before kind of. Part of that transplant mm-hmm. shift of maybe culture that some, um, came out yeah. yeah, that yeah. got it to where it is now. So um, yeah. politically, anyway, dealing with people who don't want to have me on. Like I was so grateful for the team that I was on because it was so diverse. We had mm-hmm. Asian people, like I said, the people were like Jewish, Mormon, Black. So it was very diverse. The company that we were actually sitting at was very diverse. They had a lot of Black people who were in. The higher up positions, um, the directors were white, but they were, I mean, it was just a really great work environment. But then I go back to the work space and away from the client and people don't want me on their team and they're not really as encouraging and wanting to lift me up. And once I got to the senior level, I didn't really see anybody who was above me because they weren't promoting people who were black to the next level. Mm. So then it's like, okay, my mentor, she left, this person left. So I can't really see myself moving through the ranks and becoming a partner. It's like a huge, like where is in the McLean, Virginia office, there was a black woman director. They didn't have any black partners or black directors, man or woman, for me to look up to and aspire to. So it was just really hard. Yeah. So you ultimately leave. Do you leave? And this is all I, to this day, I, I never understood this. Did you switch just jobs? Or did you switch like positions? If that makes sense. I'm more so I was going to say professions. Exactly. Like, so did you like switch with your private to like, public? Like, tax, like, because, like, do you still do taxes or do you not do? Like, because that's what I was, I remember do you do doing that for like projections. I basically did a career change. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. So, Charles, we're here. Okay. Yeah, because I was. What did you all think? The same I, thing. But I, we just didn't know I, how to I word it. I didn't know how to word it. Yeah, I knew you, you don't do taxes anymore, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Understand how you're to still explain that. You still count. You know though. what I'm saying? Well, what did you all think I did before? I thought you were just a tax accountant. Okay. Oh, but you knew what I did back when I was. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you did audits, but I okay. also don't know. No, I, I remember because taxes are used to be yeah. stressed. Like yeah. the only time I, I used to be like, all right, yeah. I'm not even bothering her, is like literally from like October, a little bit from around October to like 
I'm like, all right, Drake, whatever. I'm high strung. That's what I'm saying. You used to be super like, I'm like, Drake, I'm just asking you a simple question. It's not that serious, but I'm going to talk to you later. Same with Tunji, though, when he went down to Lloyd. Oh, he used to be like that? Like, y'all just like, we just not going to hit him up. No, it was just like certain times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I knew when not to hit him. I mean, he's not going to be around as much. So, like, that's the same thing with you. Like, if if you got a one message, it was like, oh, yeah, it's, oh,
you can use this as your own bank. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was the most enticing part, at least for me personally. It was like, okay, so like I can invest, I can do all this, but I can still, if I do everything right, that's a little savings yeah. account. And, and that was and like that was something that I didn't know prior. So that's what I'm saying. Like when I think of financial advice, that's why I wanted you to break it down because I think it's hard for people who are like. They're like, I got to like, because you're a lot of people's financial advisors. Yeah. You're my financial advisor. So when yeah. I say, like, she's my financial advisor, it's easy to say it very, like, go talk to Dree. But, like, if people don't really talk to you, how would they know? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that's such a good point that you make about um, the bank. Because it's something that is not early on. Like, you have to build up. Yeah. It's not instant gratification when it comes to finances. I'm not dealing with gambling. Like, I'm not going to do option trading for someone. I'm not doing Robinhood trading. Like, when I open accounts for people, we're not doing Robinhood. We're probably going to do some intentional investing in mutual funds, ETFs, where you're putting money in there, and we're not gambling. And so I think that's one conversation. And two, it's just like, how do you open eyes for people who's like never had these conversations before and it's like because you could have gone in there immediately skeptical because somebody could have said oh it's they talk about insurance run but it's like why is insurance a bad word because a lot of times incentive packages are dealing with insurance and white so i work for um i work or i partner with northwestern mutual mm-hmm. i see you um, on the website yeah you saw me on the website oh you're like so she's legit like yeah. no it's not a you I know i mean it's in your bio oh, on Instagram, so. <laughs> oh, so. okay okay so y'all did y'all research a little bit we, we about them. It's just like, I don't know if they're legit, blah, blah, blah. People I went to Howard with were 
works for them, and I just I don't even know them as an insurance company, low key. Okay, and then what? Are, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? I felt like insurance is it insurance a bad word? No, nah, nah? to me, no, nah, because okay. it's like I lost my father when I was young, and I know what life insurance did for me and my mother during uh, that time period. I leave back, so okay. it's like you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I, I my views changed on insurance, and at the same time, just like if you get the right policy, that generational wealth. Inconveniencing other, yeah. I'm like motherfucker. Yeah. You just couldn't just do 
Low-key, that's why me and Charles get along. Because I would not inconvenience this in my life. This nigga would be like, I'll take you home. Drop me off this thing. Bro! <laughs> my co-worker all the time be like, yo, you want me? I was like, he was like, yo, you really walk? I was like, yeah, bro. Because he, I was like, your house is that way. I'm walking this that way. way. Yeah. It makes no sense for you to drive out your way yeah. just to go back. Yeah. Like, it's a nice thing to do. And I understand that. Like, I, I always ask people. I, I always ask people, like, can you do something? Like, I, I'll always ask you if I if you want me to do something for you. Not that you should shouldn't act, should, yeah. you shouldn't accept, but it's really wild to me when people are just like, oh yeah, of course. I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah. You really could like. That's, yeah. I don't, I don't really like that. But I I feel like yeah, because you yeah I mean but I mean we get along probably That's because it's like, uh, it's like we don't really be asking for outlandish stuff. I don't know. But then it's like, I've known you for so long that if you ask me to do something outlandish. And I, do, I would. But actually, I did have some family asking something outlandish today, and I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, it's a little outlandish, but. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, certain people, I think they know, and that's why. Like, certainly, like you're right. My, my cousin randomly the other day, I was just like, okay, I got you. But, like, if someone else would be like, you, I mean, like, I would, I would really be baffled that someone else. <laughs> thought that that was and that's yeah. why I fuck with you because you always just like okay yeah. it's like I have the whole thing in my head about I hate calling somebody's phones like what you want because people talk about that they're like oh if somebody calls my phone like oh she wants something I don't want to be that person yes. listen take y'all cues from drink listen I thought I was a I'm not gonna say this. I always think I'm a bad person, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I am. But listen, I'm glad Drew is with me on this one. Yeah. Be better people. Be better yeah, people. Don't. Yeah. Don't inconvenience us anymore. Retire. Yeah, but not everybody's self aware too. So sometimes you may know you're inconveniencing somebody, and other times people don't know they're inconveniencing. I love how you become so self aware. Like, is that, is that your new thing? Probably, because I wasn't before. I was a hot mess. Don't say that about herself. Okay. I'm about to say, I would not let her speak those truths about herself. Okay. All right, so Northwestern Mutual. <laughs> speak those truths. <laughs> North, yeah, Northwestern Mutual. Northwestern Mutual, 150 years. They've been in business. All right, so before we continue, you, like, just what you do. Because, like, North, I, um, Benny Butcher said something. We got to, uh, you know, you got to keep, stop giving all this attention to the plug. We respect them. We, because I'm we, me. They're blessed to have me is what I tell myself every day when I wake up. That's my girl. That's my girl. This is what you prayed for from me. That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Y'all know how much I yeah, love it. Yeah. Hey, 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 yes. Thank well, you. Yeah. So, like you said, um, you have to bring in clients. So, um, email is the best way to contact her. Make sure you contact her. Emails, um, Instagram sometimes, but probably email is my work email is the best way to get in contact with me, honestly, or the form on my website. What's your Instagram so they can come oh. get your uh, work email? Adrian Davis CPA. I'll spell it out. A D R I E N N E D A V I S C P A on Instagram. So yeah, just find me on there. I have a form in my bio. You can just send in, um, it will send something to my email or you could personally email me because I have an email link on my Instagram. So that's how people meet with me. But they want to know like, oh, how do I work with you or what are the requirements probably? What do my typical client look like? And I don't have a typical client. <laughs> Like it's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, for sure. um, well, first of all, FINRA 
body, they were like, no Bernie Madoff shit can happen again. So they're sending you statements every month, every quarter, every to let week, you know, every month. <laughs> to let you know your money's in here. And because people were investing with Bernie Madoff, and he was just like investing with so many people, and then he took their money, and then just pretending like he had all these returns, and then their money was not in existence. It was just like, yeah, we're putting your money into this, and it's just like nobody had money. So it's kind of like how I feel like the bank is weird sometimes. Like we just trust the bank, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's all online, and so what if somebody hacks the bank, and then all of a sudden they say you got zero dollars? What you about to say? Which what's happening? We're living in a world of skepticism right now <laughs> yeah. and misinformation. The worst part was with the class action because they got. How do you do what you do? And yeah. because you seem to be a very skeptical, like you, you have more skepticism than I have. <laughs> I <laughs> agree. And you know what I'm saying? You have more skeptical, but you still do this. So how yeah. do you balance that skepticism with the work that you actually do? Yeah. So my favorite part is probably getting to know people because when I meet with people, it's like a key key for me. It's like, damn, I get to know you and learn who you are and your background. Like I've had meetings with friends and I learned stuff about them in one hour that I didn't learn about them in the last 10, 12 mm-hmm. years. So that's one of the dopest parts about me. Wow. For, so I cut you off one quick, quick. Yeah. Is that because of finance or is that just because of the nature of maybe the conversations are different? You can know how to spend your money. I think it's a, the nature, well, this is before we even talk money. I think it's just mm-hmm. the nature of, okay. let's slow down and put time on the calendar. To just, like, when do we just put time on the calendar That's to catch true. up with people? That's true. That's good like, point. you're going to catch up with your friends while y'all see each other pretty frequently, but So this nigga when, Friday, don't remember leaving them. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Versus, hey, we're I'm, going to talk intentionally. I'm on a surface level. I see you passing high and by, or mm-hmm. I see you at functions, or we're drinking. We're not, we're not besties, so we're not just having one-on-one conversations a lot. But let's we're having this one-on-one conversation, so I get to really learn some really cool things about people and what they mm-hmm. have going on. I'm like, yo. So many dope people in my environment, you don't even know what people have going on. I used to ask myself this question. I was like, the people who don't, who be on, be on Twitter, I'm like, or Instagram, I'm like, what they be doing with their life? They be living life. Mm-hmm. And so I always just wonder that. And then on top of that, what I like is just educating. Financial literacy is really my favorite part where people are like, I want to understand investing. And I just kind of walk through and under hopefully understand like that's the fun part the not fun part is talking about like credit cards and loans and all that stuff like that's not fun like nobody wants to talk about on anybody money we <laughs> want to talk about building wealth yeah, yeah well and so it's just like investing is actually so simple which you probably know because you do it yourself on the side mm-hmm. right it's yeah. just like all right you invest in a company and then you hope over time that they do better mm-hmm. but then we have this instant gratification mindset we're like i'm on robin hood put $500 in Apple, now it's $400, what the fuck happened? It's just like, well, right now we're dealing with a market collection. And so you just like can't take your money out. And that's the issue. It's like if the if it's in the red, it's like I lost money. It's like this is supposed to be your long term goal. The money you, you put lose in the money and depreciate it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you just want to put money in the market, and then it's something that you're supposed to hold on to for years. Mm-hmm. It's like I show people the S and P 500 index, and so just to talk about Listen, it. Listen, people. S and P 500. If you can find an index, that if you got it. Go for it. Or any variation of it. Yeah. Fuck with it, bro. 
Disclosure, this is not financial advice. No, it's not. This is just, it's just information. This is an interview with people who yeah. shoot the yeah. shit. S&P 500 is an index that follows the 500 largest companies in the United States. So you all Fortune probably know 500, this. as they will be called. Yeah, so we're talking about the Fortune 500 yeah. and the top. So the largest. I had a couple of entrepreneurial classes, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Largest 500 companies, and you're like, well, what are what kind of companies are those? Like, the heavy hitters are Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Facebook, mm. and then it's just like Amazon, Amazon. Thank you. Come Coke. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> there, there's blue blood, so like, yeah, yeah. There's there's blue blood, like blue chip Ford. stock that you know <laughs> over time. Um, um, like Smith and like shit that you like maybe don't always hear Smith about. Yeah, oh, yeah, bro. Like, like, like just shit that are like, like she said, like Northwestern Mutual shit that's been around yeah. for a very, very long time. And then we have a lot of newer shit like yeah. that's the Nasdaq, right? Like yeah. a lot of newer tech mm-hmm. bubbling. Like exactly. The, the, the thirty tech companies at the time. So like your Teslas and all of those. Those yeah. are newer. Um, companies that are like boom, boom, boom yeah. in existence. Facebook, to, for, to be perfectly honest, yeah. company. But like, yeah. And that's the thing, like, what if Facebook had an outage and people were like, okay, so the regular investor probably was like shook, like, oh my God, Facebook had an outage. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. They're down. I'm selling off my stock. The real investors are like, like oh, Facebook's on sale today. This happened about five times already, too. Yeah. We had like 20 of them stocks. Yeah. Amazon is like three thousand dollars or something yeah, sure. right now a share. When I first uh, considered sure. buying Amazon, it was six hundred a share, and I was like, "This is too expensive." Now I'm looking at myself like, "Girl, you should have bought Amazon when it was six hundred because now yeah. it's three thousand. And so the way the stocks work is, you buy a share, and when it grows in value, mm-hmm. that's when you make money mm-hmm. unrealized. So, just to give an example, so if you buy Amazon at six hundred. Now it's at 3,000, 3,000 minus 600, what's that difference? And then however many shares you have, just multiply that. So if you had 10 shares, the more shares you have, the more money you make. As of this day in October, Amazon is $3,300. $3,300. And then it was like in 2017. What was it? That's in after hours. What was it in 2017? Can you do like a, or a five year or, f- yeah, what was it in 2016, like five years ago? I'm pretty sure that's definitely on the job. That's me on the grid. September of 2016, Amazon opened at $801 and closed at $797. $800 versus $3,300. Five years later. Yep. So $3,300 minus $800 is $2,500. So if you own... One share. For one share. Just one share. So you put $800 up for Amazon, you would have one. All right, so having probably... Let's say five. Five shares. So you paid $4,000 for Amazon back then, right? In 2016. In 2016. 2016. <laughs> so $3,300 minus $800. So that's $2,500 times five. You would have made $12,500 over the last five years. 
Doing nothing, just letting it sit and not getting out. Like, oh, Amazon went to six hundred. Like, ooh. And that's and like we said, that's if you stay there, mm-hmm. it's dip. I'm sure it dipped in within between that yeah. time. Most so. of the time. And the hard part is we don't know what Amazon's going to do. Is yeah. Amazon going to stay at thirty three hundred? Is, is it going to go to five thousand? Is it going to go to five thousand, or are they going to go to two? Are they going to be like a BlackBerry, where it's mm-hmm. like oh it was hot, but then something else came? Are they going to be like a Kodak? Where it was hot, it's going to be like an Enron where all of a sudden it's a scandal and I'm just out of business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you navigate those murky waters? Because this is a very murky industry, yeah. but it's people's it's people's livelihood. It's people's yeah. How, how does that work for you? Mm-hmm. No, it's a lot of compliance that goes into it. First of all, like after every meeting, I have to basically talk about what we talk. I have to like work. Speak into an app and say what we talked about, which is, I hate it because I hate my phone. So I just always want my phone to be in another room. Like, look, I didn't even notice I didn't have service because I was just like, I don't, you don't touch your phone. I don't like my phone. I hate phone calls. I hate texts. I hate emails. I hate it all. I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. But um, I have to speak into this app and say what we talked about. How do I deal with it? I, I, have just, I just have to know that by people at least doing some sort of investing, it's going to be better for them than, or even insurance is going to be better than not doing anything at all. Having 30000 in cash is all good, theoretically, but inflation is at 5%. So it's like if Bank of America is paying you less than a percentage and the stock market is doing 40% right now, they're leaving a lot of money on the table. So I just try to stay encouraged by that, like... In general, the stock market trends up, and over a long time. Oh yeah, so it's just like it's not gambling in the day to day. It's like stay encouraged when the stock market is kind of wonky, and it's the whole distrust where people are like, "Hey, put your money." Like I wish I could tell people put money in the stock market and just like let it ride. Like I am comfortable with that because that's what I just do. Like if I gotta, I gotta like when I sold my house. I was like, put all this money in the stock market. They're like, do you want to like spread it out? Like maybe do one this month, one next month. But I don't want to touch this money for like fifty years. So just go ahead and put it away. So you know she's living. She's not living dangerous. You know when you, you know when you was in her ear telling her you living foul. You life insurance? That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Well, that's kind of you. You got a man too, so relax. <laughs> don't do that. Charles got very serious. Yes, don't do that. I don't. I don't let them disrespect. Not Listen, I've been I've been at this. We don't we don't do that. We, we respect happy homes. We definitely respect happy homes and women. Period. Cheers. So, um, <laughs> let's finish up. This is fun. Not only are you yeah, sip that or don't count. Did I um, even talk about Northwestern Mutual? What I do? Mm-hmm. You didn't tell us they required this though. So if you oh, want to tell us oh, that? Oh, 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 well, I have introductory calls, so it's just like I don't have the prices on my website, but it just kind of varies. So I do have a. I've moved into fee-based planning. I didn't actually tell you that, but um, I switched offices from Atlanta to DC. So okay. Because people asked me, and they were like, "So I moved from Atlanta." Thank you. Let's talk about that off mic. Okay. Um, so I moved up here Memorial Day weekend. I've been here probably for like the whole summer now. Mm-hmm. Um, moving into the DC office, I have pivoted my model to fee-based planning. So when people meet with me, um, the minimum price for them to get the same kind of plan is a thousand dollars. And so yesterday's price is not today's price. 
damn, I got the good price. <laughs> so that's the cool part about it because it's like my time is really spent. I can really focus on my clients because like you pay for a service. But I do say that like if people are referred from someone, it's like we could work with their price a little bit. And then the, hold on, this is the first. This might be the first time a high code podcast history that someone is saying if you fuck with us. They'll fuck with you. You might. So if you want some financial advice, depends on the person. Look how Dre's looking at you right now. No, I'm just saying if you email me, if you tell her that you watch this, if you said High Codes podcast, fee may be waived. Exactly. Listen, this is the this is the best. We money up. Listen, after this, I'm not giving y'all nothing no more. Matter of fact, you know what? She said earlier. Yesterday's price is not today's price. I'm giving y'all access to my people now. I'm giving y'all access to my people. Like, I don't. I better give you correct. She'll give y'all life advice. Now she might give y'all the last time. Yeah, yeah. One time only. We ain't got time for this. And so people might ask, well, like, well, what benefit is that for you? And it's just like, I appreciate the clients that I currently have. And it's just like, if y'all look out for me, then I'll look out for you and your people. So it's just like, all right, I truly love what I do. And so people will think about it like, well, this is literally what I was just thinking yesterday, meeting with people and always may not be advantageous for my time, et cetera, but I just love, like, if I teach you this, you're going to teach somebody else this. We're all going to be good over time. It's just like, I'm not too good to have a conversation and teach financial literacy to people and have a plan together. It's just like, I truly love, love, love what I do, like helping people learn about finances and literacy when it comes to finances, insurance, investments. They're like, I don't know what kind of insurance I need. Like, how do I know if somebody's overselling me insurance or like what's predatory? It's like, come to me and we can talk about all of this. And it's just like, I just feel like I'm truly an authentic, genuine spirit. And it's just kind of weird. Yes. Well, thank you. You so, are. Thank you. I just feel like I just try to be a good person. And I'm just like, I'm not, I, I like making money, right? But it's just like, I just feel like if I'm going into it and just being authentic and just trying to help people, the money will come. The money has come, but it's just like, I just am always trying to help people and live a life of, okay, it's not always about like fucking people over so I can make more money. That's not my goal. Like if people know me as a person, like even talking about my birthday party, it's like I wanted people to be good more than I was good. Like I was just like, I want people to have a good time. Party too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, not even trying to bring that up, but but I guess I brought it up. <laughs> but you look at me. I told myself I was gonna get I was gonna get through this verse without mentioning the plane. But look at the plane. Word to Drake. He's quoting Drake. How far we've come on this podcast? Nah, I fucked that bar crazy. No, 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 I didn't fuck with that bar crazy. Because when he said that, I was like, you know what? If I had a goddamn plane. I'd be be like, look at the plane. I'm definitely mentioning that. I'd be like, look at the plane. For sure. Yeah. 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 So, So before before we we do, you you gave us financial advice. You told us about your life story. I've I've heard you've done other podcasts, but I feel like this is the best one you've done. I'm just, I'm just saying. I love you. I'm just saying. I love, I love you too, Johnny. We're not being shady, but this is definitely the best show
she still her. Black woman she is still her on our podcast too. Black yeah. woman, color woman, it don't matter. Women, period. Women, women, we are women. I don't know how many color women we actually yeah. have. We only yeah. have black women. I'm only gonna say color women because Abby is a woman of color. Oh yes, you're right. Sorry, I had to respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Um, so what we normally do here is, oh, first of all, she said email her. Um, once you go to the uh, Instagram, she yeah. she gave that to y'all. But Hopefully, we, we have a graphic down yeah, with her no, name on the jump. Trust me, I, I'll have Soundman do that. So okay. we'll have inshallah. We'll have, we'll have the graphic yeah. so you can follow her on the Instagram, and then once you Instagram her, she'll give you the email. Um, LinkedIn, she's a bit overwhelmed at the moment, so, so don't she's reach not out ignoring you. She's I not promise, she's you. not ignoring you. She just she's she's Thank getting you. there. You she's know how the emails get to like exactly thirty five, and you just be like, you know what? I'm not going to touch that, and then. Automatically disappears anxiety. at like fifteen. My girl 15 got a little hours. bit of anxiety. That's it. I can't deal. But with she it. will deal with y'all. I promise y'all. My LinkedIn. That's what I'm saying. I know. My personal email. I probably have like five unread. So I keep my personal email, my work email, ten unread. If you are in email the email is listen. If you've been in the email DMs and you feel like she's not ignoring you, she's it's the anxiety. It's life. For sure. Sorry. We're in a pandemic for like two years now. I am an anxious. LinkedIn, yes. Charles. Wait, are y'all anxious through the pandemic? Fuck yeah. Uh, when people text you, you I like, went to the, text I literally went to the doctor for a physical, and I was like, bro, I've never felt something. And they were like, oh, well, it could be. I was like, yeah. I'm actually going to write about my anxiety in December. Yeah. Why wait? Because it's like, I do like this yearly thing ever since I reverted to a snap. Uh, and so, like, on December 9th, that's the day I reverted. Okay. So when I wake up, I was a Muslim for my uh, specific birthday, which it was. And, um... So yeah, December 9th always drop like a little written piece on hazythoughts.com. Yeah. Hey, this year is going to be about gratitude. Oh, I love that. I love that. Four and four. Well, everybody say one thing they're grateful for in the spirit. Um, I'm grateful for family. Mm-hmm. No, you ladies first. Oh. Oh, I will. I'll go. I'll go. You do the guess and shit. Oh, okay. Um, it's always. I am grateful to have a, to be breathing for my life. Life. I'm grateful for life. Yeah, life. All right. We do this thing. We finish. We let people look in the camera. This is you. Just you. Look straight up and then you tell them something they need to know. I don't know what you want to tell them. Anything you want to tell them. We we be quiet. Sometimes I'm doing my phone. I might check some scores, Uh, some stats. Okay. You're winning the fantasy football right now. So as far as financial advising goes, an introductory call is not a commitment. And so that's the one thing I always want to highlight to people where just because you meet with me doesn't mean you have to become a client. It's really just a second opinion. It's like if you feel like there may be some things that you are lacking or even if you think you have it all together, just meet with somebody and see. And then if it doesn't serve you, just kind of move forward. But as far as me and how I work, I'm really here to build wealth within my community. And so my intention is to look at all things to make sure that people are comfortable going into retirement, making sure they're saving money, investing money, etc. And I'm not judgmental. And so I think that's probably the biggest thing that kind of goes into where people are like, I don't have somebody I can reach out to to talk through finances, it's not gonna judge me. And it's like I'm that person and it's just like how do I say it's like how do I say that other than y'all vouching for me? But listen, I've been on that call with her multiple times. She's great. They're not about to they're not about to like ask you for like no tax. Like they just go talk they literally gonna talk to you about life. Yeah. That's not literally gonna ask you what do you like, what do you what do you do? I said the more you get to know 
help us, no more you spend money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's, and it's no shiesty yeah. shit. It's not like mm-hmm. every month the same thing happens. <laughs> it's nothing crazy. Like yeah. I promise y'all, they they check in on. Like listen, when you first start, them motherfuckers they fucking hit you more than bill collector. They like yo, you okay? Did you do this? That like they gonna make sure you alright. Yeah. After you alright. <laughs> You on your own, like it's your money. You go on the website yourself. Yeah. You do everything yourself. So like, yeah. They just there, and then I just seen the email. I got a, I got a, uh, a yearly check in in January. Like they're very, very transparent. Nigga, literally just check your email. Oh. They, they're very transparent. <laughs> it's yeah. good people, and she works also with a lot of other black people. So like, true. Other people you're gonna see her right. talk to you with. Uh, low key, that's one thing I will say about sometimes black people. Black people will do some shit, and they'll be like, yo, I do this. And next thing you know, it's Ellis other white people. They're the only black person. Yeah. That's not her shit. Yeah. The other I, people you see will be black as well. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Quick question before we get out of here. Nothing yeah. is wrong. White the gathering spot. How you get plugged in with them? Uh, so the gathering spot was found in Atlanta. Hold on. Before we start, you didn't even tell me about that. I had a fucking go on a trip in Mexico to hear about the gathering spot. Are you I fucking I about, know about it through you, though, because really? I followed you on Instagram. And now you to post about it, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. Are you a member? I am not. He's a member. Do you yeah. take your, your guys up there? For sure. Yeah. What do you think? Vibey? We were at the bar, so definitely vibe. The, we need to go back. The bar is lit. Hold on, I took, who, who did I take? I took Omatic around the whole joint. Yeah, you yeah. took Omatic around the whole joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. took yeah. a little fire, right? Yeah. 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 I was talking about the, yeah. It was founded in Atlanta, <laughs> and it was really popular in Atlanta. And then they started expanding, and they created the D.C. location. And I was a member in Atlanta, and then they were like, oh, you know, your card, your billing information changed. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Well, I don't even live in Atlanta. Cancel it. They were like, we just built a D.C. location. I was like, oh, bet. Well, switch me over. And so then that's how I got plugged with the D.C. location. Black-owned co-working space. It's like a WeWork for black people. Yeah, it's great. Great restaurant with great food. They have a bar. They have events. I sometimes do events there. Amazing old fashioned. So low-key, low-key, last time we were here, I was slandering Focus Nightclub. I'm still slandering. Y'all ain't didn't let me in with shorts. Fuck y'all. But the gathering they spot. They didn't let me in with shorts either. I Street. Great vibes. Listen. Bartenders. No, we can't do that to focus though, Charles. Yeah. No, fuck that. We're going to go back with them folks. Yeah. The gathering spot. Great fucking vibes. The on, events man. are lovely. Listen, they have all they types of events. with his shorts though. They, yeah, right. They have, they have spades. They have. What they have? They have all types. They have spades. They have uh, meetings with senators. They had warnings. Hold on. They had Gabrielle Union come through. They did. A, they book, a book reading. For sure. Yeah. But they also had Dree, or a- Miss Adrienne Davis of yes. uh, Northwestern Mutual. Wow. Who, else, who nice. else was with you? They, uh, um, Blake Bozeman. Blake Bozeman. Um, he's a realtor out of Maryland yeah. and D.C. He played basketball as well, Morgan State. Yeah. 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 We shot. Man, Charles Hoopty was in there. So it's just like, yeah. But yeah. She had her own event there, am I right or wrong? Mm-hmm. I had an event there. Um, we did a little home home ownership and financial planning. I've, I've done a couple of years. Yesterday's price. It's is not it? Today's price. That's all we said. So she's told y'all everything she needs to tell y'all. She told you, you where to meet her at. Where to meet out her. Email. Oh, and I need to talk about it. So if you, so when people are like, well, when do I know when I need to meet with you? She put her arm on the chair. She's serious. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know how much money you have in your 401k or what 
what your jobs 401k is or what the match is or how to understand that. If you don't know if you have life insurance to your job or not, if you want other life insurance, if you want disability or income protection insurance, if you want to learn how to invest, if you want a debt pay down plan for credit cards or loans or mortgage or a car, or if you just don't know how much you spend a month, then come to me.
Right. 